0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio (laughs) by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin, brought to you by Whataburger. Family-owned and operated since 1950. Mm. Uh, Boys, shout-out Whataburger. Shout-out our sponsor for this program, Mm. Uh, Whataburger Corporate, if you're listening. Um, We are big fans. We would love to do business with you. Also, shout-out Heinz Tomato Ketchup, 57 varieties, established, 1869. Mm. Boys, we have... We have lots to talk about today on the program. We've put a hard day of writing in, Mm. slaving away here at the condo. Um, Beautiful seaside, Destin, Florida, home of the Destin Seafood Festival, Mm. um, which is a lovely event.
1: (laughs) Or at least the former home of. We're not sure that it extended
0: much beyond 1992. That's the thing. I'm familiar with it up to 92, Mm. but beyond that, it gets a little murky. But um, boys, we've had a lot of fun together. We've written a lot of words. And now it's time to do really our bread and butter, which is making radio. And uh, Whataburger Heinz have made that possible. Piper, we have one other sponsor for today. Who
1: are they? They are Dwell Bible App. Our, heard of them? Our long-standing. I feel like I've heard of
0: them. <laughs> a long-standing
1: partner in money making and in Bible listening. Uh, Dwell is an audio Bible app that you can get. Uh, they have everything you need for your Bible listening, preferences, needs, life structure. It's a great way to get the Bible into the margins of your life where you wouldn't otherwise be able to read scripture. So listening plans, um, they have all sorts of different features to help you. You can even listen to it while you're falling asleep. They have a sleep feature, so you can you know, turn on uh, the first nine chapters of First Chronicles, listen to So and So Begot So and So. It'll put you right to sleep and then it'll cut off for you. Go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant to check out their offerings uh, for our listeners. It is 10% off of their annual subscription and 33% off of their lifetime subscription. That comes out to under $100. So you spend $99 and you. you get it. <laughs> Henceforth, that forever, and as they continue to add different features, different readers, different music, all that you'll continue to get all that. So again, dwellappio rant. Check that out.
0: I love it. Wonderful work. Mm. Pipe. Great work. And um, as always, <coughs> Piper, I want to, I want to know if you've noticed something during this retreat, and um, it's that we're getting a little bit different version of Ronald mm. than we normally get on the air. Mm. Um, he's relaxed. He's expansive, he's unfiltered. It's a little bit inebriated. Yeah, yeah, he's getting a little crazy and inebriated. <laughs> Dr. Like, Pepper.
2: Yeah. Water
1: and LaCroix. For, I don't know what I, I thought it was creamer in your coffee not entirely. It's for example, creamer. last
0: night we had a little uh, little group activity after the work day was over. <clears throat> um, mm. we all clocked out, we watched any given Sunday. Oh. An Oliver Stone classic oh. nineteen ninety nine. We mm. watched all six and a half hours of it. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: You know, I'm going to tell you, I lost track of time. I would have pegged it at more like 72 hours. Mm -hmm. That is
0: the longest sports movie I have ever seen. It was a lot. It was a slog. Um, But it's a slog that we enjoy, baby. It's part of the the shared culture of you and me. Part of the milieu of uh, of you and me. Part of the delightful, you know, just... I felt like I learned more about you two from watching that
1: movie than oh, I did like anything about the movie. Just because there are references mm. that have been occurring for approximately six years, that I'm mm. like, I don't know what they're talking about. <clears throat> There's Ted's little like just weird celebration, like touchdown celebration mid podcast. I'm like, I don't know what this is.
0: Yeah, Oh now you know,
1: it's the shark.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. the shark from that. Okay, it's the shark the dance, the shark the dance. dance, the move. We call it the move. Does move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else did you learn about us, Piper? Viewing any given Sunday, let's talk about us. Um, that,
1: so I also learned that you guys have a way of. So first of all, you guys both like rewatching movies a lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. I don't like rewatching movies, as far as I can tell you. Or maybe it's just that particular one.
2: Yeah, I don't rewatch but, movies, but that, this is different though because this is our okay. thing. This yeah. is yeah. so there's so there's something
0: Group going on here. Yeah. Um,
1: but uh, you also do this thing
0: mm. where mm. you're
1: like, oh, is. It's this scene, like you. It, it's the anticipation of scenes, which you then sort of quote and talk through pre scene. Yeah. Which, Coming to this movie for the first time created a unique viewing environment because I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, and we get to the scene, and I'm like, oh, it's kind like like of like what it's verbatim. It's kind of like what verbatim what you guys just yeah. laid out mm-hmm. word for word. But then, and then Ronnie just picks two or three lines from the movie mm-hmm. and would just randomly say them. <laughs> Four or five times. Willie really Beam it. That's one of them. Uh, this team's coming apart, I believe, is one of them. This team's coming, coming apart. apart. Yeah, that one. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so that that happened. I don't know, half a dozen times throughout the movie. Just like every. I mean, it was mm-hmm. six hours long, so I guess it's once an hour. Mm-hmm. It's but, just so uh, like commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the kind of the pattern of commentary throughout was really. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it added or subtracted because it probably I, subtracted. Well, here's the thing: what do you, how, how, do you sub,
0: how do you subtract from a movie that is just already terrible An yeah. utter
1: smorgasbord of trash?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, can can I go a couple minutes and interview you on the on the film pipe yes. because you're new to it? Um, Ronald and I would like to know what what were your favorite scenes. Favorite one or two mm-hmm. scenes that stick
1: out. The entirety of the like, entire Ben Hur. The entire Ben Hur. No, 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 Throughout. The, yeah. Entire, yeah. my favorite the scene was a different movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't that they cut in Ben Hur. that you saw the like, It was literally like subliminal yeah. Ben Hur throughout. I'm pretty sure. Um, which also coincided with me sharing a small vignette <laughs> of walking into a gay bar. In California, not Un- that there's
0: anything wrong with
1: unwittingly, that. and not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. It was it was called Burger Mary's, mm-hmm. and uh, they were they were playing Ben Hur on every TV yeah. screen in there. So wow, it just yeah, it was it there was there was a lot of experiences happening simultaneously. Um, let's see other favorite scenes. Um, every Al Pacino speech, mm-hmm. you know, like I you of what? which there were roughly thirty seven. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. of them, um, because. You watch football movies for the coach speeches. That's true. Those are the high point of yeah. every single football movie, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. You know? And so the, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, what is it? The Every Inch? Die for that inch. Die for that die for inch. For like that, that inch. speech. Here's yeah. the thing. I'd seen that speech 25 times without ever seeing the movie yeah. because it's just kind of epic. I'm yeah. going to die for that inch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I like it, baby. I like
1: yeah. It. Uh, let's
2: see. Other good <laughs> scenes. Um, well, since there were approximately uh, twenty six thousand snapshots <laughs> yeah. per scene, that's true. <laughs> the most disorienting. Not I've never gotten like,
0: like carsick just watching a movie on a thirty five year old television from half the room oh, away, but yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah,
1: listeners do need to know we watched this on a like a twenty seven inch tube television, yeah. like. It's it's square mm-hmm. and it is not high high definition and <clears throat> it was nostalgic and it felt just right for this movie. Totally. But also it's it's exactly the same kind of television they had on like the metal rack up in the corner of our dorm lobby or lounge when I was you know, when I was in college. It's the so- exact
2: kind of TV that would have been in production. Yeah. When yeah, the movie that's was right. released. Yeah. yeah and so that. it's uh yeah.
1: you know, th- there was there was a certain appropriateness yeah. there, but it yeah. it added to the disorientation because when mm. they cut scenes like it's like fuzzy on top of fuzzy, like just what is happening here? There's like plane yeah. flyovers yeah. and silhouettes of cheerleaders and like yeah. Dave, you guys you guys have seen Fight Club? Yeah. You know how he like cuts in Yeah. Like he splices inappropriate things, what is it like yeah. into in, into films to kind of yeah, just Yeah. I feel like there was definitely some of that going on Mm. in this movie, and I just didn't notice because everything was just constantly – it felt all spliced.
2: Yeah. I I could have just called
1: that movie like football splice. It was. I mean,
2: it was. There's not a lot of – I mean, I'm sure there was a rhyme and a reason to all of it, but it was just – it was like sensory overload is what that movie is.
0: Baby, favorite scene for you?
2: I got two. Oh, man. Man, I love it when uh, Jamie Foxx is in – is eating the jambalaya – yeah. At Pacino's house. Oh, that's a great scene. Yeah. And he's just basically... He's ben basically, Hur playing on the on the the. That's screens. when Ben Hur yeah, is playing. Yeah, yeah. And he's basically just saying, look, man, um, none of it's turned out right for me. And now uh-huh. you're trying to do me over. And yeah. I'm not having it. I'm getting my dollars up. Yes. And when I finish this season, I'm going to be worth ten times as much as I was. Baby, we need
0: to get our dollars up as a podcast. Let's be about that. Well, I mean, I yeah, I mean, Whataburger, Heinz. yeah, I mean, you I know, think we're there. I, yeah, So aside we're there. aside from all the splicing, mm-hmm.
1: what who's your least favorite character in that
0: movie? Mm-hmm. Least favorite character in the movie? That's a fascinating question. Well, I mean, probably some of the characters you're supposed to
2: dislike. Like, I like I don't Diaz, like Cameron Diaz, but you're yeah, supposed sure, to not like. Sure, her, you know. Dennis um, Quaid is the worst. Yeah, I yeah, no, you You no, don't just like, don't like Quaid. Quaid. I don't yeah.
1: like his face. For yeah. one thing, like anytime he shows up <coughs> on screen in any movie, he I don't. looks like the Joker. I know. I get he, it. Yeah. Every time he grins, I feel he looks predatory.
0: Yeah. Right? Oh, sure.
1: And and second of all, I, I didn't like his character. I didn't yeah. know if I was supposed to like or dislike his character. I think you're supposed to like his character, but I didn't. Yeah. You are supposed to like Cap. Yeah. He here's the thing, like uh, so. For those who haven't seen the movie, there's no spoiler alerts. This thing's been out for twenty three years or whatever. Uh, He's the starting quarterback who's at the on kind of on his last legs, has one championship, gets yeah. injured and trying to come back. He just seemed like a whiny baby. I'm going to mm. be honest. He was yeah. he was a I was just like go away. If you're like play football or shut up. Yeah. But yeah. but stop this. Yeah. And his wife was like the second worst. Yeah, she, she was, was the worst. yeah, she <laughs> was. <laughs> Although you're not supposed to like her.
0: Right. Correct. Baby, I love the scene in The Schwitz mm. with Shark LeVay <clears throat> and Willie Beeman. Mm. And Shark LeVay, who up until that point has done nothing. That's Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, Lawrence Lawrence, Taylor's character.
1: Not known for his eloquence in real life or this movie, actually. Was he an actual football player? Yeah.
0: Baby. No, I just don't know and Arguably the greatest defensive player to ever live man. This
2: guy, the guy yeah, that Lawrence Taylor, yes. the
0: guy that played Shark LeVay Was unblockable for about Mar- a decade Lawrence a Taylor okay.
1: redefined how pass rush worked in the NFL Guys, yep. I could
0: list off like 10 people right now Where I could look at you and go, really guys? I mean, if you don't know it, you don't know it Yeah, but we got there yes. first You don't know it, you don't know Do it. you want to do one just to like even even things up And make us feel bad in that I just one? I don't care yeah. I, You can't know what you don't know, but carry on No, I want you to do one just give us one name.
1: Make us feel bad.
0: Make us feel bad. I want to feel bad. Absolutely. I want to empathize with you and your feeling bad. We're reform yes. guys. We love feeling bad. That's right. Yeah.
1: Self-flagellation is our jam.
0: Come okay. on. Philip Oakey.
1: Uh, Jeanette's, Jeanette's
0: husband. Jeanette's husband. Kind of stays out of the limelight. Yeah. Wants to That's <laughs> Oak. Yeah. That's Oak, Barnabas.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's spelled O-K-E. It's a fake word. So.
0: Baby, my other favorite scene is when... Pacino's, like, dances with the old lady a little bit. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's peak Pacino. Yeah, it is. Even though this movie was garbage, I feel like Pacino (laughs) really dialed it up. And it, like, showcased a lot of things that he does well. Which is being, like, broken down and hollowed out by life, but still kind of going for it. I don't know. Yeah. I I loved him in this.
1: if this movie had had, I don't know, any editing at all—that's
0: right. It could have even been, a cursory edit it could have been yeah. an
1: entirely palatable football movie. It could have been like the football
0: been. parts of it were like they were way over
1: the top, which is fine. Okay, it's an over the top football movie. Yeah. the coach speeches were spectacular. Great cameos, Jim Brown and different people were Yeah, in I like Jimbo. He's he, he was could, good. He was, he was great. very he was, good. You know, like the grizzled assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, all of that was great. And uh, even the like the football scenes were not. no they were good sometimes you like they have quarterbacks who can't throw and stuff they managed to find guys Mm. who like
0: yeah they used all real football players they they run and throw Mm. and
1: catch like football players which was nice Mm. but yeah Yeah. then then you get everything like the just yeah the endless montages of stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the movie
2: is like well that was that was unnecessary yeah yeah Yeah. boy speaking of over the top welcome to happy rant sports i want to i want to talk about happy rant movie critics
0: I want want to talk about another over-the-top entertainment vehicle that we don't always understand, and that's nerd Twitter.
1: We don't often understand.
0: Piper, we sat over here in the studio this morning. Ronald was laid out on the couch, Mm. ranting about nerd Twitter Mm. and his place vis-a-vis nerd Twitter. He
1: seemed to
0: be struggling to find his place
1: in that world, I'll be honest.
0: Yeah. So, Mm. baby... Finish your text. Yeah, I, I mean, can't. I don't want to interrupt you. It's an, it's an important one, sir. Is it? Okay. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. He's he's nerd timing. I'm, I'm hearing every word you're saying right now. He's absolutely yeah. He's he's 100. Maybe who, who we who we text in Starkey. Cosby. It's a it's a, you know, it's a church. Thing, okay. Sir. Yeah. yeah. No big. No problem. Just got to
2: transfer something. Here.
0: Take it. Um, Piper, are you are you familiar with the world of nerd Twitter? Man, I worked in
1: academic publishing for about four years, so I'm deeply aware of deeply it. Deeply aware, yeah, more and, aware of it than I am. Yeah, like uncomfortably aware to the sure. point that I've had to distance myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if if you could just in a couple of sentences describe like what nerd Twitter is, who it serves, um, and the yeah yeah exactly, <laughs> and the, uh, the role that it plays in okay. your life.
1: So would. Well, we're talking theological nerd Twitter, just to yeah. clarify. There's there's lots of different kinds of nerds. Nothing yeah. wrong with being a nerd. Nerds run the world, except for theologians. They don't run the world. Um, <laughs> it nerd Twitter is a small collection of theological um, wonks uh-huh. who tweet really to like they tweet to the public, but it's really like they know the six to eighteen people they're tweeting at. Yeah about incomprehensible mm-hmm. minutiae of theology, and then it turns into... Mille. Yeah, Milieu. Throw that in there. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> then it turns into them replying to one another and well actioning one another, and, well, have you read this original source, and what about this one in the German? And mm. and, and then like they're piling on, because like guys are jumping into this thread. So like after mm. a bunch of tweets, they're just kind of tweeting past each other. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and I get the sense, and Ted, I think you agree with me, that there is a touch of posturing in this. No so the, way. The tweet is, you know, <laughs> when the tweet, when the, so first, first tweet is going to be something like, you know, I was reading Bavink in the original Dutch. I don't know if Bavink's Dutch. We'll go with it. It sounds. Uh, it sounds uh, yeah. Sexy. Sounds correct. Yeah. So reading reading Bavink in the Dutch, and just you know, I found I found his section on the uh, uh, the hypostatic union to be just. <laughs> Not not quite what I've read in in Luther's original German. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Uh, like, as if this is a discussion question, right, 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 right. And then, you know, it's like throwing chum in the water for nerd Twitter, <laughs> and they're just <laughs> and here they go, and they're just devouring bavink and Dutch and whatever else.
0: Yeah, no, that's good, um, baby. Does that does that kind of like? sync yeah. with what you've experienced on nerd twitter
2: yeah i think it's that i think it's just like this it, it 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 lacks like an incredible amount of like self-awareness okay and what bothers me about that is that not self-awareness in in that in the sense we normally think of it yeah. but in the sense that they actually like being known for people that would that would go back and forth
0: on something like that.
2: That drives me up the wall.
0: Isn't Twitter all about self awareness, though? I mean, isn't it? Isn't it built on a platform of self awareness, or lack thereof? No, no, it's self platforming, not self awareness. Yeah. They're two very different. Yeah, things. but like your are you quote. It isn't about bobbing or celebrating bobbing or even entertaining an audience. Because you could just do like a group chat if you want. You could do a group chat if voice. you want to talk about bobbing. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's about what this says about me yeah. primarily. Yeah, and then it's it's. But out. there's
2: two emotions that come out. Yeah. There's the emotion of like, dude, this wrecked me this morning. Like, yeah. I am so like, I'm man, so this, humbled. This by was this. so beautiful. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Right, right, right. Or, or they try to insert like some sense of humor. Like, wasn't it mm-hmm. funny how he said this? When we all know that the hypostatic union, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Okay. And I feel like to everybody else, you're looking at this, just going like, uh-huh. like I, I know I like you, and I'm supposed to like you. But again, okay, remind me who Bathink is. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, Like, baseline, let's just begin here.
0: No. Yeah. I'm you, being
2: I'm being coy, but I'm, I'm just sure. saying.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, okay, here's one. Uh,
1: this, this person may listen. I won't name him. But this is the... I'm just going to grab a tweet out of the middle of a conversation between there multiple... You there you go. And it, it says is. simply this. You're right. It's too early for this. I was just reading an origin screed on the devil, and it influenced <laughs> me to start a fight. Well, that Uh. as one does before it's early in the morning. I mean, there's
2: almost something kind of. I'm almost like kind of interested in that though. Well, there's something getting all into like wet devil and witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm just scrolling. Through certain people's feeds, to and it's always like it's it's goes. listing yeah. it's
2: listing like a you know like like parts of books that like fourteen people have read, but like having like, like Brazil, right, <laughs> right, like one of our like one different of our kind cheese. of fourteen
0: person right. book,
2: yeah. But like like That's acting good. super hyped,
0: yeah, by describing
2: something that the average person, i.e., me, like yeah. would have no idea what they're talking about. Now,
0: does it does it? I'm, I'm going to push you on this a little bit. Does it make you angry because? You don't have access to it, or does it make you angry because they're posturing and you're you're not a part of it? I I want I want to get where the anger comes from because
2: the anger is in a I don't understand people that think it's cool to look smart because I don't care about ever looking smart. That's fascinating.
0: No, I I I would I I would frame my response as a question. (laughs) What do you care about looking? If well, not smart, then what? We talked about this earlier. Yeah, like my greatest fear
2: is never not looking smart. To which some people would say, "Don't worry, yeah, don't worry, not going to be, <laughs> not, a problem. not, not a problem." I know the obvious response to that. Right, right. right. My, I'm always a, my biggest fear is being uninteresting and dull. Yeah, and boring. Yeah So like thinking about We talked about this earlier About sermons Yeah So some guys are afraid That they're going to Be called on something Oh man you screwed up The meaning of that word Right And you end up looking Like an idiot Because you didn't really Know what you were talking about When you you know Unpacked that passage To me yeah. I'm afraid of the guy In the back That's like looking around Four minutes in Going oh my gosh This is incomprehensibly boring. Wrapping up already Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. that is my greatest fear But again that's a personality thing mm-hmm. You know good one good. is just as bad As the other Yeah But it's um, it's just me You know Yeah
1: just this this episode also brought to you by original you by Pringles original Pringles. Pringles. Bet you can't eat just one. Uh, also, I uh, bet you can hear Ch- Ted chewing a lot more oh, than yeah. one. These are um,
0: delicious. Oh, oh, great dessert. It's a delightful a snack. Those are yeah, like yeah. the
1: particle board of chips.
0: They're just like I like to wash down my Whataburger with a little Pringles original. Yeah, it's just the shape of them. I think you know. Take care of the bodies. Boy. This is your
1: happy rant yeah. nutritional guide.
0: Yes, <laughs> body's a
1: temple, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Ted, when you speak uh, on the on the smart to boring fear scale, where where do you fall?
0: I'm probably with Ronald. I would be, yeah, I would be crushed if anybody thought I was boring. Yeah, and like, there's no worse crime than that. I think about the smartness thing though. Like, the way that I deal with that is, I try very hard to like stay in my lane. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to tackle. you know, the thing that you guys referenced in the nerd tweet. The
1: hypostatic union.
0: Hypostatic union. I'm not handling that. You yeah. know? So I try to keep it pretty close to the vest in terms of what I know that I can handle. Obviously, pastor. Up. I'm not handling that either. No.
1: That's the thing about nerd Twitter. They are. They're handling all the things that nobody else is handling. And uh-huh. not because they need handling, but. Yeah. Like, the reason nobody else is handling them is because they're, like, some They were just men. born
0: liking things like that. I'm just
1: trying to get my kids to school here.
0: Right. My question to you guys, is this a hobby for them? Yes. I mean, is this, like, tennis for some well, most people? most of them are profs, too, right?
2: I mean, that's kind of the deal with nerds. Most of these guys are, like, profs, teachers. What, that,
0: yeah, still a hobby. Well, you
2: know what? It's <laughs> like they, they feel like they're getting paid to, like, yes. go deep, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could say that about pastoral work. You could say that about your work. I mean... Sure. You know, you're getting paid to go deep into something that you should know something about. Right? Yeah, that's right. But, that's you right. know, deep is like a matter of, uh, you know, it's a,
0: it's, well, it's and I a think matter of difference is people have been paid to go deep on things for centuries, but only within the last 15 years do we have the ability to, like, posture in a very, like, ultra-public way about it. Yeah. I mean, it used to be if you were a theology nerd... You would go deep in your own office. Maybe you would go deep, like in the hallway with some other profs. Or but, you're like, teaching students, and you're going deep. Yeah, but yeah. there's no way to like just tell the world to do the deep. "look, I'm so deep" thing, other than you know. writing a book.
1: See, I, th- yeah. I think I think I might be I might have just sort of misunderstood the nerd Twitter in terms of their posturing because mm-hmm. I would compare them to um, my wife has explained this. You know that like when women get dressed up and done up, they're not doing that to impress men. Yeah, they're doing that. To compete with each other, to compete Mm -hmm. and/or handle the judgment of other women,
2: yeah, Yeah. and to to impress and to feel good about themselves. Sure, sure.
1: Theological nerd Twitter is doing the same thing. They are not here for the masses. It's true. They are here for one another. This is this is their own little like theological catwalk
2: that they are strutting (laughs) right now. Right. To impress one because another. the kind of because the kind of person because the kind of personality <laughs> that would dive into those did. things is not like the kind of personality that's concerned yeah. about whether other people think they're cool or or yeah uh, yeah yeah or uh or you know not not boring, boring. right yeah, yeah 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 interesting but I don't know you know it's like uh, what you just said about staying in your lane though T I mean I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of merit to that I think here's the thing if you're somebody who is a compelling enough speaker and you're not Boring, mm. most people will in a lot of ways interpret that as being smart at the same time. Sure. Point. Yeah. Because there's a smartness about oh, checkbook boxes. Me- look
1: at mega church pastors everywhere. Right.
2: That's true. Like they if they're good speakers, if they're just yeah, kinda, or, or listen
1: to the way that people talk about speakers. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, so Rob Bell made a career
0: off of saying stuff that was patently untrue not, nonsensical. And stupid yeah. and shallow. But dude, if I had a nickel for every Grand Rapids kid who was like, Oh, Rob Bell is brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, com- super compelling communicator. Great yeah. communicator. Okay. Or even like the word "brilliant" as a smartness thing attached yeah. to Rob Bell. Yeah, I mean, I'm more comfortable saying he's a compelling communicator than I am saying he's I feel brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that, but but what it goes to show is that being compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. It's it is.
1: Uh, yeah, it's fool's gold. You yeah. can you can make a thing that is utterly meaningless sound super meaningful simply by being com- – like mm-hmm. 97% of TED Talks are yeah. answering a question nobody asked or talking about something nobody cares about or saying something that doesn't matter or that is untrue yeah. because they pose it with these like just these super compelling questions. Have you ever considered? You're like, no, I've right. never considered. Mm. Also because you don't need to consider.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> but now they're There's brilliant
1: because they're compelling.
2: It's all in the manner in which you do something, because at the end of the day, it's really interesting, right? So the pastors that tend to be, how shall we say it, like a little more dry, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, those are the dudes that end up getting all the questions about the things they were trying to talk about during their sermon. The guys that talk a little faster, insert illustrations, have a Mm -hmm. little humor, might be just as theologically accurate, but do it in a way where everybody's just kind of going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody's questioning anything.
0: There you go. That's it's, what you want after a sermon. It's like being the,
2: you know, it's it's like, <laughs> the equivalent of on any given Sunday as a yeah. speaker.
0: Yeah, that's right. Get me into that doorway after the it's sermon. It's like you might have
2: opinions, but like you're so, know, just like, you're you know, so if, disoriented, you don't if, even know
1: where to start. And that's the thing is, if mm. we were going to break down Al Pacino's speech from that, like it was a sermon, so we came out of then and we're like, man, that was amazing. Yeah. He, he said we're going to die for that itch. This yep. is football. You die for a game. This is nonsense. That's preaching in a nutshell for a lot of guys where it's like you can just get to say off-the-wall stuff. But if you're like – you say it in such a way that people are blown back in their seats, it works.
2: And if you're passionate, people – here's – okay. Being serious though for a minute. If you exude a certain kind of passion as Mm -hmm. a speaker – it kind of pushes people back from wanting to confront you because they're like, mm-hmm. dude, he's so passionate. He's going to fight me so, on this. Bro. Or just like, dude, I don't know. Maybe he knows yeah. something I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Whereas if you're a guy that...
0: If Pacino shows. had been a dry, deadpan, like, reform pastor <laughs> and he'd put the die for that inch up on an overhead is totally. like, five points. Right. Number one. Like, like a noose? Yeah. On a, on a get- right Number one, the- I've pissed away everything I've ever had. Number two. <laughs> this is a hard game. <laughs> are you willing to look at the guy next yeah, he, to you? When he and, would set it up. He's like
1: these are. So this is this is my context. These are my presuppositions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of our starting point. We're just mm-hmm. you know get, get these out there. Yeah, this is what we're working with. Uh, and then we we'll, our we'll Get into where we where we need to go today with these ideas.
2: Cap, would you uh, would you turn to Ephesians? <laughs> yeah. For, <laughs> For me, please
1: <laughs> turn turn to the eleventh page of the playbook. Uh, and then just rip it out because we yeah. don't need it. We're just we're fighting for inches today. You know, exactly. yard, yards yeah. are made of yeah. in inches. Approximately, guys. Here's six. the
0: context. This is the last game of the season, yeah. and we have to win it to make the yeah. playoffs. Um, right. So just contextually, that's, our, that's, that's, that's what's our, going p- on.
2: That's our purpose statement. Yeah. But, but yeah, the fact yeah. that he raises his voice, he's passionate. Against yeah. His veins are bulging. Oh, yeah. It's like everybody's just like, well, I don't know. I can, we just gotta win the game. Exactly. I might disagree with half the things he said,
0: but yeah. I gotta get out there and win. Yeah. 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 I hope I don't have to literally... But you guys
2: get what I'm saying, though? There's yeah. so much truth to that sure as is. a speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Are you, really do you guys it? fall prey to that as a
1: listener? Because, for example, let's go back to football. Yeah. I have. I never had a coach give me a speech that made me want to run through a wall. No, me neither. The not. one time our coach got to me was we were just getting absolutely blown out at halftime. And he walks in and he just basically goes, if you don't want to win, go home. Like, we're, we played to win. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay." I like it, and very Pacino. Yeah, and he, but like, he wasn't screaming. He was just like, "Why are you here if you don't want to play to win?"
0: Yeah,
1: and like that was it. A good Which, that was the one that got to me because I was like, he posed a question that actually applies to the game. Mm-hmm. This is our purpose. Let's go play harder. Yeah, you know, all the screaming and yelling, and I was always just like, "You sound like a moron." Yeah, you're logic driven though, Piper. Yeah, mean, that's why. And so, yeah, you know. yeah, I just the I, I feel like I'm skeptical of the like fast talking, like compelling speaker because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like. Same. The words behind what you're saying are utter tripe.
2: You so, have not said anything of note yet. So, Pipe, technically speaking, don't react too quickly. You are going to like a pastor that is a little more slow and methodical.
1: I don't... It, uh, not necessarily. I, I want a pastor who just says stuff that I'm like, it, it holds up. But if yeah. he's a
2: very passionate individual by nature, that's going to be a slight bit of like... Ah. I think you passed that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I, I'm, I'm obviously... A little spoiled on the preaching front because I grew up with a, a dad who uh, did not waste a syllable. Yeah, no. and and when he considered a text, he considered every letter and punctuation and everything yeah. in whatever. Pipe, like we know. Yeah. So so there's there's like I'm not that. Who is your dad again? <laughs> uh, Rob Bell, senior. Um, <laughs> that's right. No, Noel Piper, Beth, Beth Moore. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that, so yeah, I mean, I bring that, I bring that to it as well, but yeah, I just, I don't really care how somebody preaches if what they're preaching has, like it holds up. I do sometimes have to get past the like super charismatic speaking to get to the, yeah. is there, here's is a, there meat on, is there meat on this?
2: Here's a great example, man. I remember this dude that was like a, he was one of my old lead pastors way back in the day. And this was the weirdest thing. He was a t T4G. I think it was, I don't know, five or six years ago. Oh, I wasn't okay. there. And, uh, and he texts me in the middle. He, it's the first T4G he ever went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got Chandler, DeYoung, the whole crew. Yeah. And he texts me and he goes, he goes, I just heard Kevin DeYoung preach mm-hmm. one of the greatest sermons on whatever it was yeah. that I've ever heard in my life. Mm. And, you know, I just yeah. look cool. Yeah, yeah, no, he's solid, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Chandler went right after DeYoung. And I mean, there's a, man, there's a pretty marked difference between Chandler and DeYoung. I mean, no, let's not be funny right now for one minute. Sure, sure, sure. Like, there's a marked difference in the sense that, man, you know, you're going to have like a, you're going to have like a 290 page manuscript from DeYoung where he doesn't waste a word. Yeah. And Chandler is just kind of stream of consciousness and just kind of vamping and doing his thing. Kind of interrupts himself. Interrupts himself. He doesn't finish sentences. And this dude was simultaneously so offended. By Chandler, why? He said, "What's with the what's with the what's with all the jokes? What's with the sarcasm?" He goes, "What's what's with him yelling at me?" He goes, "I don't need that right now. That's mm-hmm. that's not who I'm. That's not what I'm trying to gain."
0: Then from get this up show and right walk now. out, dude. Everybody's right, right. keeping you there. Wait, but that's
2: not the point. This is what I don't like. That's not the point. I know. Baby. The point is <laughs> two different styles with one dude. Who would lean a little more nerd? Twitter appreciates Dion. Yeah. yeah, looks at a guy like Chan because he's so passionate. And he's, yeah. ha- you know, inserts a little bit of humor at, at times into his sermons. And he's God,
1: like, I God can't forbid deal. We with- laugh, right? I can't you deal. Know. I can't deal yeah. with that. There might be a chapter in this book we're writing on humor. Interesting. Well, uh, rumor Interesting. has it, boys. Uh, I wonder if we
0: should do that. Always selling. You know,
1: just just thinking about that. What you said earlier, though, it's not passion that makes me skeptical because I don't want a preacher who sounds like they're bored by their own sermon. Yeah. Passion is good. It's the there's a communicate. It's the polished, perfect like patter communication style. Uh-huh. Like when you have sort of the inspirational speaker meets auctioneer thing going on. I'm like, yeah. I do not trust you if you're doing a lot of the like. Those like sort of offsetting couplets where you're like, not this, but this. Not, I'm like, uh-huh. that's not logic. <laughs> you're just true, trying dude. to rhyme. It
0: feels too curated.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what be, that is, but I love that's, how you just that's that. That's not a race problem. That's a grace problem. Like that oh, doesn't oh, make oh, any oh. sense. I think, it, I think
0: it's, not it's not a, why It's not a skin problem It's a sin problem Oh yeah
1: Shut up uh-huh. Like say stuff That means something
0: It's why we sometimes Resonate with nerds Because by being so Just manifestly Unentertaining And boring Yeah We can We equate that With sincerity Yeah it's true You know Like at least They're not putting on a show Or trying to make me right. Feel whatever. It's true Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah like you You can You can say things In a really <clears throat> compelling way Thoughtfully And with meaning Yeah It's it's not, it is hard. It takes more work because you have to like believe it and have put in the work to, to prepare a well crafted message. Yeah. And I feel like we get people who put in the work to get a message full of meaning and we get people who have worked on their communication skills. It's, it's the combination it's of the two. It's a balance, that I know. It it's is. hard to get the and balance. In most... I feel like yeah. there's a lot of preachers who do well, and they, they, you know, they'll they'll tilt a little bit one way or the other. But yeah, yeah. I definitely lean more towards say stuff that matters, yeah. and then work on your communication. Yeah. You know, yeah, my start, brother, start like start with he was stuff that matters. My
2: little brother was like this dude where he was like, I, I'm not exaggerating this. He would he'd go to these churches where he goes, man, I finally found a guy that is just slow, monotone, mm. and just preaches but unpacks. That's where I, he was. Uh, I don't want. Yeah. And he, I don't even want the guy to raise his voice. Interesting. I barely want the guy to say hello, yeah. lest he tries to say it in kind of a funny way. Yeah, right. Lest he says something like, "Hey." Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, "Hey, guys." Yeah. Right. And what he are you trying to be my friend? So this little guy, yeah. this is a dude, my bro, that right. loves the driest. Just stick to the
0: word. See Speech. now, how would he? How would he feel about nerd Twitter, though? Because oh, uh, I know that wouldn't even be a thing for him. Because those guys are boring, but there's a <laughs> it smacks of insincerity too. <laughs> well, it's... Well, no, no, no. So if, so if he said... He has to be able to
2: understand it, though, too. Yeah. So it has to be understand. So if they're trying to use clever words and yeah. theology, he'd just yeah. be like, oh, no, no, no. Well,
1: no, that's no. that's boring. Nerd Twitter's boring in the same way that, like, listening to two astrophysicists talk yeah. about their work is boring. You're like, I whatever.
0: Or Nerd Twitter's boring in the same way that, like, listening to two CrossFit guys talk about their workout is boring. It's a flex. Yeah. They want you to be impressed. Whatever. We're impressed. I just think I'm just offended it's like, it's that like they think
2: that would be impressive. That's yeah. what drives me crazy. Yeah, is that yeah. they think that level of nerdology like would uh-huh. be impressive to somebody other than themselves. Right. That so, drives me crazy. Ted and I are both sports nerds to a degree. We're not maximum
1: okay. sports nerds, but nah. we're pretty, but pretty, <laughs> pretty,
2: pretty nerdy, especially about. You probably like, shouldn't self-diagnose that pipe, but carry on.
1: <laughs> well, no, trust me. I listen to some nerd podcasts, and I'm like, thank That's God true. I'm not like them. I'm a little fairytale about this, uh-huh. um, but. Neither of us are under any delusions that dropping our nerd knowledge of sports on Twitter is going to make people impressed with us. That's true. It's And I don't think either of us would thrive on the, well, actually, from other sports nerds. You know, Mm -hmm. like, wow, you miscalculated that statistic. Or like, oh, you misremembered that guy's jersey number from 1992. Like, none of that is fun. Mm -hmm. What's fun is the enjoyment of it. Like, a conversation where we're like, oh, I remember that guy with the neck roll and whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's a place for that as a, like, enjoyable hobby. But, yeah, when you're trying to, like, when there's a posturing aspect to it, you're like, oh,
0: you think that's cute, don't you? Sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there it is, boys. We just all sweeted nerd Twitter. Bless, bless their hearts. Yeah, bless their. Hearts. No, no,
2: no, we're not, not blessing their hearts. I don't want to
0: bless. Their <laughs> hearts, yeah, yes, yes, no, I'm not. No,
2: I'm not blessing their tweets. Just their hearts. Yeah, I've not. uh <laughs> yeah, I've not progressed in sanctification towards Twitter.
0: <laughs> if nerd wait, Twitter.
1: wait, are we talking exist? about like progressive sanctification? Is that like progressive <laughs> covenantalism? What are we talking I don't about either, I literally <laughs> don't
2: know what that means.
0: If nerd Twitter didn't again, exist, I got an M A, not an M So carry yeah, on. Me absurd. either. to be a man. There you go. What would these guys <laughs> be doing? If what? If nerd Twitter wasn't a thing. Like if they weren't spending hours on it. Waiting for... They'd be writing white papers. Waiting for the
1: next ETS. Yeah. Yeah. The ETS is just... It's like a nerd Twitter meetup.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Except they they just read their strings of tweets and call them papers. (laughs) And then they all either
2: congratulate each other or tell each other why they're wrong.
1: Well, like while, wearing, while wearing blazes and, and, and khakis. I mean, between. honestly,
2: man, that's why, again, not, nothing against him because we love him. But that's why KDI makes such a play in this in this tribe is because of nerd Twitter, because of ETS. KDY you know. is
0: like a nerd Twitter guy, but mm. he can communicate at a fairly high level. I, so. I
2: totally agree. Yeah. And I actually think he's a little more compelling yeah, I agree. as a speaker I agree. than like your yeah. typical nerd
0: Twitter. Yeah. Twitterer. Yep. Yeah. Well, he,
2: he connects truth to real
1: life he does right. right. he's, because yeah, yeah, he's, he's a pastor yeah, he's yeah. whereas a lot of nerd twitter is like just living at a level that yeah nobody can be discipled it's not just that they're not trying to or whatever it's that nobody mm. could be mm. it's a foreign language like there's no translation of that mm-hmm. stuff into like you know regular re- retail bankers <laughs> right. you know vernacular right
0: yeah
2: <laughs> Ah, uh, the old retail banker. God bless him. You know, always comes back to him. Yeah, absolutely. It? Or her.
0: Yeah,
1: he's like, yeah, he's like my paradigm of like <laughs> this is the person I'm trying to communicate to. It's Maybe like the retail t- banker. Seminary. Yeah, makes, how are you going
0: to reach the retail, retail banker? banker this makes, year? Well, by the way, the, are there such a thing anymore? Yeah, yeah, makes yeah, you no, know, there.
1: like fifty nine grand a year mm. with decent benefits. Goes to shirt. Goes to work every day in like the blue shirt and the, and the tie with the black. Like the same thing. And he's just kind of generally mm. fine. Yeah, not an uneducated dude, but not brilliant. Yeah. And his hobbies are like watching sports and hanging out with friends. He's like, yeah. if you can communicate truth to that guy,
0: you—he's
1: not lowest common denominator. Yeah, he's not brilliant. You're doing okay.
0: Mm. Wasn't the guy in um, mm. that Christmas movie that everybody likes? It's a Wonderful Life. Wasn't mm. he a retail banker? <sighs> Basically, I hate that movie That's too. So bad. Yeah, I'm not trying to bring it up. I'm just making the point.
1: I, you know. Ray Ortland is one of the men in the world that I respect most, and he listed it as his first favorite movie. And, Judas. And I was really grateful that in Christ we can still be unified because mm-hmm. that is an incomprehensibly difficult thing for me to stomach. Yeah, no doubt. Dude. Oh, that movie's so bad. Yeah. What else is on the list there, Pipe? I mean, as long as we're talking about ETS, we could talk about Ronnie's just lasting, nagging question of why is it? that these gentlemen feel the need to be in blue blazers and khakis like why is that the uniform yeah. you phrased the question in like from from your heart Ronald. Yeah. i feel like you have well to have i mean we talked about there.
2: this a couple of years ago and so we we can answer the question in all these technical ways well yeah. you got to understand it's the, it's the it's the kind of school they're going into it's what they yeah. came out of it's what the, it's you know how they've been conditioned growing up and thinking like yeah. what What accounts for, you know, something that is being taken seriously on an academic Mm -hmm. level. they got to have like their their uniform has to follow kind of like the perception on them. All of that, I get all of that. What I want to know is how people like that wake up in the morning and it's not a character judgment on them at all. It's just simply saying, understanding what's in the mind of somebody who looks out on a sea of khakis and blue sport jackets and says, I've got to wear khakis and blue sport jackets. I just I don't I just literally don't get it.
1: I more and more I've come to think of it as a team. It's a team uniform.
2: Mm-hmm. See the thing is, guys, that actually makes sense to me. I didn't grow up playing yeah. team sports,
0: yeah. so I don't like the herd mentality. Maybe, so but you grew up watching the Dodgers, right? And you probably grew up dreaming of being the penguin, Ron no, say, putting raced, on that. I
2: raced motorcycles, so it was an it was individual sports. So I know, but everybody but, had their own thing. Yeah.
1: And, and I'm thinking more <laughs> fandom than even being like. This is, so this is, this is like the... the but I understand what you're saying to you. So, I a lot of those guys, they, I think they would be like the super fan who refers to the team as we. You know? Uh-huh. The, the team makes, signs a player, and they're like, oh, sweet, we signed so-and-so, as if their life got measurably better because that team signed it so like they're wearing the jersey they've got they've probably got the logo like tattooed on their on their you know their shoulder blade Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and i think there's an element of that just at the very subdued level where like this is to be part of this community this family this thing Mm -hmm. this is my uniform the difference is that you like you actually can be on the team in that, like you can, like you can elbow your way into the nerd Twitter, you know, Twitter wars and tweeting mm. at people, and you can maybe get a paper read at ETS and whatever. Like, so there's,
2: I think, I think it's a team uniform vibe. No, I mean that makes sense. I mean, it's it's unarguable. You know, it, it's definitely like a team uniform vibe. But like, why? Okay, let's break it down very simply. What what? Why is it blue and khaki? Like, what if you went in there with like black and like it wouldn't work? Blue. It, it, I'm not trying to be funny right now. No, no, no. It, why is every, it blue? Everybody knows black and, khaki.
1: and blue don't go together.
2: I mean, I'm not it, trying to be literal, but why yeah. is it blue and why is it khaki? I just I, so I, here's I and think the multicolored tie.
1: There's a yeah. There's a reason for that as well, and it's because it's the next step. So like, the, the, you go to something like ETS. This is the this that is the quintessential khaki and blue blazer crowd. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the seminary heads. The the higher ups they're, they're suited all, they're up they're in suits yeah, yeah they're suited up so that's their uniform that's like the I understand you know, the suit think, is the uniform think, think like think like military like that's like the captain's bar if you work in a corporation that's CEO, the CEO yeah. versus so, retail bank so then this yeah. is this is like the this is like like when they when they level up they get to wear suits when so you're this
0: in is, the khakis you're a foot soldier you're yeah. you're the you're you're in the infantry's yeah. uniform I don't think you, know, you like, guys know the
2: answer to this but I'm going to listen I I think we're getting no I'm we're getting to it it's yeah.
1: So for for that crowd, the the suit is a special occasion. It's like weddings, funerals, or like I'm con- not debating the suit. If you work at a corporation, right. you wear a no, suit no. every
2: day, sure.
1: But but when you are th- the occasion they are dressing for, which is like uh, you know team team the team activity,
0: sitting and listening to a talk, the uniform yeah. is this
1: because <laughs> it's the level down, but it's not casual. Like you no. don't show up in your polo shirt tucked into khakis. Too casual. That's inappropriate behalf. for
2: me. Yes. But you're being slightly funny because if you go to ETS, nobody is requiring you to wear blue and khaki. No. So that you can wear whatever you. I mean, wear a suit. I'm going to be taken it. seriously. But why do they fall into? I have to look exactly like that guy. I got to be color coordinated with him.
0: I think there's a symbolic.
2: And does it come from academia with the little like insignia? I think it does. Nah, the no, the crest. They don't. Yeah. Most That's of them I mean. don't
1: have that. Maybe like no. a lapel pin. It's just. Please, they got this, like, off the rack at TJ Maxx. Well, no, I guess what I think know. it says, And I get though. that, too. And they got it two sizes too big, too. Correct. It's just saying something for sure. Here's someone. what I think it says. Correct.
0: Khaki is the color of non-offense. It's the most forgettable color there is. It says, I'm approachable. I'm a man of the people. But then, if you raise the eye, right? My eyes are up here. And you do. And you do. Then, you got the little regimental bow tie with the stripes you got the blue blazer. The blue blazer that says, "Hey, I'm an academic. I take this stuff serious." A man of substance. Right? Yeah, Is it a, a signifier?
2: That's what I'm saying. So here's a real question. So when somebody wears the blue, the khaki, the multicolored, or the yeah. bow, yeah, does it tell everybody like, whatever, man, I got a PhD, or like, I, I come from that world?
0: It's not that rigid. It's, it's not an
2: indicator. Like, it's not like no, the robes.
1: There's another practical aspect of saying. this. I'm not saying. <laughs> there's another practical aspect to this, and that is that the majority of academics can't dress themselves.
2: That's true.
0: too. That so is so. So that's just, still there's yeah. a, there's
1: a lot of like uh, like color by numbers here. So yeah. like khaki and blue, like whoever whoever has taught them how to put on their clothes in the morning has been like khaki and blue go together. The suit goes with the suit, or you can do like jeans and polos.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those
1: are your options. Because yeah. if they try to do anything outside of that, they're going to end up with like dress socks up it to falls their apart. calf. And cargo shorts and like a, <laughs> yeah. a, a long sort of chocolate yeah. down yeah, chocos. Like this this is where they're ending up. No, I think you're it's right. that's just what happens a- when ETS is in San Diego.
2: I guess. <laughs> I think it's just anytime okay, so anytime you're operating, you're you're observing something outside of your own culture. Sure. You look at it and you're I'm always trying to look like what are the rules of that particular, you know, environment. And so well, to me it's so interesting that there are these unwritten that don't have to be followed yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah. That these, all these dudes seem to abide by, yeah. which is
0: so fascinating. Well, let me frame it to you this way. Yeah. Why do all the Harbor guys wear dark wash jeans, work boots... And heavy flannels, even though it's 104 out in Naples. Well,
2: okay, so that, well, they don't. But, yeah. like, that would be the case. So, if everybody wore this, the, if everybody yeah. wore the same brand jeans, the same flannel, right. the same brand boots, and the same jacket, which they don't, then you can make a case for it. They kind of do, though, because
1: well, it's the aesthetics sti- of stylistically. the Stylistically.
0: You know what I mean? Stylistically, yeah. sure. Stylistically. Well, and they
1: actually all don't. Right? So, there's, what's interesting about ETS is that you get guys who are like you get like the dumpiest of the dumpy, and like none of their clothes fit, and their khakis are like piled up on their <laughs> shoes and whatever. And then you get guys <laughs> where like everything is crisp and fitting. Yeah, you got yeah, like yeah. the European cut, everything. Yeah, same yeah. uniform.
0: Yeah. And that's the difference between though. Like if we're football players on the yeah. same team, I've got gloves and a visor, and my 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 fit is yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm rolling the the cuff of my pant leg a little bit to look faster whereas you're just going out there in like non-tapered sleeves, no gloves. We're wearing the same uniform, Yeah. but we're wearing, we're wearing it very different. De- yeah, very different.
1: It's, yeah, so even within that there there can be a sense of style, but mm-hmm. which makes yeah, which means that it is it is not just a color. It's not just a color by numbers. There is also like this is an active choice. This is how I'm going to dress sharp. It's different. an active yeah. choice. Yeah.
2: That's what I keep getting back not, to. Not for all of them, but you for know. some
0: of them. I think something you said <laughs> rings true though, which is like for the academic there's a sense of I want to convey that I'm so wrapped up in thinking about the minutia of my field that I can't be bothered with clothing. Like I have colleagues at my school.
2: Yeah, do they dress like
0: that? They dress like that, but then I have colleagues even in other departments that wear literally the same thing every day. Yeah. Like the same outfit. It's like they got a closet full of it cuz they don't want to be bothered. With yeah, the, they like to not have to well, choose. Yeah. That has that has sort of been like culturally accepted as the genius way.
1: Like, this so is if, a genius if you way, think yeah. if you think that Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg, and whoever are geniuses, you do that because that's what they did. Yeah, Steve Steve Jobs is all black mock yeah. turtlenecks and all like. Mid mid blue wash Levi jeans and white sneakers. Yeah. Zuckerberg uh-huh. is black t shirt and jeans and all the same brand, so he never has to think about it. Right. So there's 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 something to that. There's
2: another psychology going on behind yeah. that.
0: Yeah. yeah. But
2: like so okay, so you unpack it a little bit, sure. Because we always forget you're in academia,
0: so right. right?
2: But sometimes so dude, I forget. But dude, listen, you so, are not for. You can wear whatever you want. Is that correct? Yes, within parameters. Really not even within parameters. You can, can you wear... You're wearing shorts and a hoodie right now. Can you wear that to class?
0: Dude. Or would you just wear pants instead but wear the hoodie? I'd wear pants and, and the hoodie sometimes. You would. Yeah, and I've done that. Okay. I, I think if I were to do it... If I were to wear like this for an extended period of time, somebody might say something. Okay. But like I have days where I go right from a class to like the football field at Lane. And sometimes I'll just wear like... The swag that I wear in the football field okay. just because I don't want to do the wardrobe change in between. Now,
2: obviously, you have colleagues that would never in 2,517 years ever wear that, right? Yes. They're that's wearing a, the khaki and correct. the blue. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah.
2: how – okay. So there, there's a different sense of like there, – there's a different psychology going well, on Some there.
1: of this is comfort level. Like yeah. my dad my dad will never dress the same way I do. Like I'm, I'm wearing actually the exact same hoodie as, as Ted right now in yeah. jeans and a baseball cap. My dad will never dress like this. Yeah, he just won't, dude. He wouldn't cut the grass in that. No,
0: yeah.
2: So, yeah, I don't really buy into the comfort level because there's a reason why those 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 khaki blues are not putting that out. Well, no, the, the khaki yeah.
1: blue thing is like so consistent; it's different. But I just mean like the the reason that a lot of people like they my my dad does not know how to like dress down. Like yeah. his dress down is jeans with a tucked in button down.
0: Dude, I'll unpack it for you a little bit. And I don't think there's a right or wrong here I think for the khaki khaki, There's no right or wrong, we're not talking about morality For the khaki and blue guys though I think that outfit signifies A baseline level of Seriousness And respect For the office of professor The academy, whatever And as much as I love my job And I do, I love my job, I love my school I have no such respect like, I have no reverence for the academy or for the classroom. I mean, which is why I'll wear whatever I want in it. And I'm still going to teach well. I'm still going to do a good job, whether I'm wearing a, a Lane football sweatshirt or a suit. How you know? do
2: they perceive you, would you say?
0: Oh, I think they judge the H out of me. I know they do. For and real? Yeah, I just don't care. Yeah. Man, yeah, they judge the hat right out of you. Dude, they do. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know they get off the elevator and they're like, wow. Do they even know you're a prof? Would, they even like, would some of them be like, oh, he's a some student. Some of them do. He's no. like an old student. He's an old student. He's a non-traditional. Yeah. No, they know I'm a prof. I've been around for six years. So there's, there's definitely like... But has dude, there ever been...
2: Hold on, hold on. Hold on, on, on I'm, right right. I'm going to
0: keep unpacking yeah, this. no, thing. no, no. Yeah. Now, when you guys are in like... You, all the teachers are in all the profs... we like, literally share a floor with the Bible guys. So so the khaki and, and blue army is, is like right on the there. other end into the hallway. Yeah.
2: Please, you cannot tell me that not once in six years have they ever asked, like, man, you sure dress casual. Like, man, that's cool you get away with that. Baby, he's Whatever kind thing, of lines though, they're
0: throwing at you, right? We're in the Mid-South, and we're at a kind of Southern Baptist environment where, like, stuff isn't dealt with directly. Everything's indirect, Everything's so they're thinking like, it. They're thinking it one hundred percent. Oh, they're thinking it one hundred percent. They've written a white paper comments. on it. They thought yeah, about it. So yeah, yeah.
1: No, they like if if the South had used uh, if the South had used passive aggression in the Civil War, they would have won. They are yeah.
0: masters at passive aggression. Dude, warfare. they are. But there's no directness down there. No, no. Like nobody's ever gonna say, "Dude, wow, what? Like, why don't you dress like a grown up? You know, um, have yeah. some respect for this place." And you know what? I probably would. If somebody was that direct with me, and if it was somebody I respected, yeah, if they were like, "Dude, I don't mean to be an a hole, but like, I don't know, just we're trying to level up our whole, yeah. you know, approach to the academy or whatever. Can you just wear yeah, a pair just Tuck or, your shirt in or whatever. Slacks and yeah. a button down shirt, and I'd be like, "Great, done," you know. Yeah. But I don't. But know. They don't. They
2: don't. So it's more of like a. It's like more it's, of like a. It's a personal. It's like a. It's like a personal decision based on the way you want others to perceive yeah. you, yeah, and that's just not a thing for you right
1: yeah. yeah yeah there's and yeah so in what is the thing
2: for you you like that perception in that
1: environment yeah. for the for that the, the khaki blazer card there's there's like a perceived peer pressure right and so among some of them it probably doesn't exist like they're probably not paying attention to what anybody else wears yeah yeah but they believe that everybody's paying attention
0: to what they wear yeah and so, so in our like, department I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta fit this like i'm in communication it just doesn't matter like nobody's perceiving or Okay, well that makes
2: sense. Do you think you'd have more pressure in another department? Oh a hundred
0: percent dude. If I was in Bible for sure there would be the pressure, but even in English there would be a sense of you know, you gotta you gotta pull off that professorial kind of Do other
2: people in your department dress that down?
0: Dresses yeah. down as you? Oh, they sure. do. Okay, and, and then so you're some. not alone. You're not no, alone. No, no, no. My like, department's... You're do. not like the oddball. My department's cash, man. Okay. Real cash. And it's kind
2: of no... It's so... It's kind of like an unwritten rule that, like, it's allowed to be...
0: But it's not even, like, genius cash. So you go into, like, the sciences and you get the shambling, like, yeah, I'm so busy being brilliant. All I can manage is this... You know, drab. Yeah, it's,
1: it's a miracle I have my pants on. It's a
0: miracle I have my pants on. I zip yeah, my yeah. fly up. You know, I'm yeah. so busy thinking about fine particle physics. I can't be bothered with.
2: Would you say it's kind of like this? Can I compare it with this? Yeah. If you're at a more traditional church, the yeah. pastor, I'm not saying he gets all crazy, but he maybe just wears like a button down and a jacket, sure. maybe some slacks, but there's no expectation that the worship guy has to dress that way. Christ. Even though the church. All the staff is worth yeah. tucking the shirts in. Worship guy slacks. gets a little exemption. He's allowed to have... Is that, are you basically the worship guy? I'm the worship guy? guy.
0: Yeah, I'm the worship guy. Yep. <laughs> the worship guy at union, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ted W. Cluck. Ted I don't the know worship guy. Is. Yeah. What is your mobile name? Arnold. Oh, Ted A. Cluck. Yeah, yeah. My grandpa's name. Tack. Tack. <laughs> is there, are,
1: you, are you Theodore?
0: No, just Ted. Just Ted? Yeah. Okay.
1: I think I've asked you that before, but like, just, mm. just curious. Yeah. Theodore, Theodore Arnold Cluck is a. Star. Yeah, that's. I mean, that that's would be, that'd you be a quite in a solid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, that. Get my doctorate. I mean, 100%. Yeah. 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 Baby, after you get the doctorate, is your aesthetic going to change at all? I mean, that's. Are the, we going to get you in a little I mean, that's blazer? This the funniest thing ever. What kind of a photo shoot would it be? Oh. Uh, khakis and a. Baby, there's a Marshall's down the street. <laughs> and I know you saw it because we both thought of Jared as we drove by it. But, like. <laughs> We could get your boy on FaceTime and we could make a little run to Marshall's, get you some khakis. The thing is with Jared C
2: is he's sort of adamant, anti like blue suit jacket khakis guy. Yeah.
0: The thing I love about Jared C, having yeah, never He's also like
1: pro cargo shorts, so. Well, mm. that,
0: we're working on He seems that very populist, very man of the people.
2: Yeah, he is. He's yeah. he
0: definitely yeah. populist, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, like there's no there's no, there's no iron, putting on airs. There's no need to iron my shirt. That's right. Like, who does that?
0: Yeah. Not so you. Don't look at the chicken grease stain. My eyes are up here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You you shallows.
2: (laughs) Kind of Uh, thrilled off there, Ted.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: interesting. So, yeah. So, I forgot about Jared C. Who, he gets away with not
0: wearing the uniform. So, whenever he's standing in a line with all those dudes wearing the uniform, it's always like, oh, wow, look. But he's man of the people guy. Yeah. And you see, none of those none of those nerd Twitter guys are hanging their hat on being man of the people. In sure. fact, their whole persona is about being I'm not a man, man of the people. above the people, man above the people. Yeah. The people look to me for wisdom. Yeah, right. Yeah. See the people for the people. Yeah. Now, how do you deal with um, one of those denoms, baby? Where you're in the robes and the the vestments? And, not know, that we're saying. Not that. Not that I'm saying. That's a better not way that, of doing church. Not that what yeah. we're doing is wrong. Not that what you're doing is wrong. Right. Yeah. You're not saying that other than... In that it's irreverent and shallow, you know... <laughs> I mean, like, it's what like, I'm well, doing is...
2: Not that it's wrong, but it is irreverent and, and shallow and an and, inch deep. Yeah. It's,
0: yeah. it's called low church for a reason. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. How low is your church <laughs> in the pantheon?
1: Not like gentle and lowly, but like no, no. bottom uh, of the barrels. Really gentle and low
0: church. That's going to be the book that we write. The cover's just gonna be a drop ceiling and some fluorescent <laughs> lights. Uh, <laughs> that's right.
1: Grace to yeah. you, yeah. Gentle Clark. and low church and, Grace a, cro- to and you. a crock pot of Swedish meatballs in the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. Oh, dude, that's so funny. Man. Do you think Low Church is gonna come back? Because they're gonna oh, make a little research. Low
2: church is the new High Church.
0: Not that there's anything wrong with High Church. Let, no. Right. <laughs> but like for our kids' age, having having done the kind of like yeah. High church, the two-hour sermon. You oh, know. our
2: kids are going to be. It's going to be like it's it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like submerged church. Just Sub- going to so Submerged
0: church. Right. <laughs> All the churches are going to be basements. Actually, it's going to be yeah. like it's
2: weird. You guys actually wore clothes. Yeah, exactly. Church. Submergent Church, we wear our
0: pajamas. Oh, the sermon's 17 totally. minutes long. Yeah,
2: 10 that, minutes of that is one. watching cartoons. That's long, you know, <laughs> that's 17 minutes. You went a little lengthy today, Pastor.
0: Communion is like cereal and juice, <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> You're just describing it going back to uh yeah, kids' yeah. children's ministry. Yeah. How long is this pod been?
1: <sighs> it's a double feature at this point. Oh, Judas, yeah. Priest, it's Ryan, longer. A, it's longer than any given Sunday.
2: Oh, yeah. dude mean, and,
1: and and probably is
0: disorienting let's be honest yeah. For sure. we
1: I think we were strongly influenced by that crap we were show we were yeah
0: yeah we need to we need to edit our own podcast oh, and man. I need to draw this episode to a close yeah. we did.
1: have wandered to and fro and fro and to and back again so we really yeah. have Seriously. We really hither, have. hither and yon.
0: Special thanks to Whataburger and Hines, Mm. uh, Pringles. For for making the show possible today, really. Yeah, really. Um,
1: And to Mary Virginia Norris for donating this
0: wonderful... Yes, thank you, Mary. MVN. MVN, shout out MVN. Is the MVP. MVN is the MVP, as we said before. Yes. Who would MVN be in uh, Any Given Sunday? Would Mm. she be Willie?
2: MVN? Oh, no, I think she would be... uh... No, she'd be Cameron Diaz's, like, like mom, just, like, Dude, steady, she was a
0: champ, solid. wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, absolutely. I liked her. And Marjorie.
1: And likable throughout. Margarine. Yeah, likable throughout. Just, yeah. like,
0: there being... Kind of the conscience of the movie, if you the will. The conscience of the movie. Yeah. The conscience of the sharks. Yeah, conscience of the sharks. <laughs> Boys, we've done what we always do. <laughs> we've done what we always do, in that we've done the move... And we've won.
1: on an audio medium which <laughs> on an audio medium, <laughs> yeah,
0: which means nothing breaking new ground. Yeah. And until next time,
1: the happy rant is brought to you by resonate recordings. If you go to resonate recordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with.
0: or go to joshuafund.com to listen and subscribe.